All right. All right. Hello and happy Wednesday, everyone. I'm here with Chantal. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to answer some questions. No problem. So Chantal and I have been friends for about three years. Our daughters are very similar in age. Um, she is a Canadian e-commerce seller and she sells across platforms. And one of the biggest things that she's been doing for has it been too, how long have you had fun since replay? Um, a year and a half. A year and a half is she's been building an audience through social media and Pinterest and all these other places. Um, and right now her audience is around 4 million or over 4 million per month. Uh, she's getting that many views and that's just on your Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so, so the purpose of this is to talk with Chantal and talk about how she has built her following for her niche over the past 18 or so months. And then how you can leverage her information, just kind of get the ball rolling on if you are looking to build a brand um, or leverage social media for your product, brands, or services. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, right now, we are live across, across platforms. If you have questions, you can put them in the chat and we will answer them. And then also, if you have questions later on, we'll talk about how to get a hold of Chantal. Um, okay, so let's just dive into the, to the interview. Um, so what inspired you to build your brand fun sensory play? Um, well, there's a backstory to it. Um, there's a personal story. So um, I've been in business for since 2012 as full time. Um, and I was a business consultant for many years. And then in 2017, uh, life surprised me with a little miracle, which is my daughter, yeah. because I was not supposed to have a child. Yeah. Um, so they, so they said, and, um, and surprise, surprise, I was pregnant, which, you know, was a bit, um, it can really turn your world around when you're not expecting it and more yeah. so when you're self-employed. Yeah. So, um, and so I had her, I had, you know, my daughter, which was amazing. And then at some point, because I was all, I had clients that I was still consulting with, um, I decided that I was going to try Amazon FBA and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try this because maybe this could be good for my clients. And I, we went, she was six months old and we were just flipping stuff that we were finding because I was testing at this point, I was doing it for fun to learn the process. Yeah. And um, we were buying stuff from the dollar store, which was brand yeah. name stuff and flipping them. And we got really excited, almost addicted because we were like, oh, my God, this is fun. And it's actually selling. And then yeah. and then three months later, I had wholesale accounts. And um, what did I know is like I was a full time Amazon seller from there. Right. Right. Um, which made my life easier because I had a child that had we called her like a highly sensitive child. So mm -hmm. it made things easier where I was able to actually keep her at home and work from home. Um, because when you have wholesale suppliers, you basically just make orders, you get your stuff, you label, you pack and ship, and then you're done. Yeah. Um, so it was the best of all worlds for us, for our family at that point. And then, um, you know, we had seen, I had, seen some things that maybe indicated that my daughter was on the spectrum mm -hmm. and in 20 um hold on in 2019 uh, when, uh, just before her uh, second birthday we had her evaluated and indeed she was on she is on the spectrum yes. so following that i mean i was very um it's been a very emotional journey and um, I honestly felt like I was going through an emotional burnout. Um, anyways, so a friend of mine, two months later, I cried every single day, like from that day on. And then a friend of mine was like, um, you should take this course, you know, cause it helps you build an audience. And, and I was like, mm -hmm. I have no time, you know, I'm <laughs> so, I'm so like involved with my daughter and we have all these therapies and, many appointments and and she's like it's gonna be good for you blah 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 and I was like okay 
And fun sensory play, because we had to create a page, you know, or if you had a page, but I didn't have one. And I was like, you know what, I'll do one around sensory play, because sensory play is, was, is um, an important part of our life, because yeah. my daughter had sensory issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to do a page about sensory play, just for fun. And, uh, well, you know, it ended up becoming more than I do stuff for fun. And then it becomes something else. You right, know? right, right. Yes. And, um, yeah, so fun sensory play was born and, you know, a year and a half later, I mean, it's, it's grown pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's really amazing is that I'm reaching a lot more than the likes that I have on my page. Um, I mean, I'm all, I'm almost at 70,000 followers, but I'm reaching 4 million people right. a month, right. uh, yeah, a month. Uh, but my engagement is through the roof. Like my engagement is 3 million this month. So <laughs> this is, you know, and then when people say, well, Facebook is dead, I'm like, well, <laughs> if um, you know what you're doing, right. you know, it, it, it's not dead. Um, and, you know, building an audience, I mean, that's how fun sensory play was born. That's the long answer to your question. Yes. Yes. So I love that you have channeled what you are passionate about, um, with fun sensory play with your daughter. And, um, that's kind of like a therapy, right? Cause you are enabling her to learn all these new things, um, through the things that you're learning. And then you're enabling yourself to monetize and help others through that process. So obviously I am one of your top fans. I also have a toddler, so it's, it's amazing. And like half He's the stuff- a preschooler now, by the way. Preschool, yes. Preschoolers. <laughs> yeah, growing up too fast. Um, so for, with respect to brand building, you have the Facebook page, and then you also leverage a Facebook group. Um, so do you think uh, that leveraging both of those is is necessary for every brand? Or maybe it's just a good fit. I know it's a good fit for my brand. Um, but like through the learnings, um, are do you, do you typically do both? Or is a page enough? I guess is my question. Most people will tell you that a group is much better than a page. Mm-hmm. The reason is the reach for group is known to be higher. Right. But, you know, and then I look at my page and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm reaching a lot more people with my page than what right. I reach with my group. Um, so, but I think they go, so my group, I have a public group for a reason because mm. um, they can share. Got it. So, because my group, like you wouldn't want that for a group where you want the information to be kept in. So I have, let's say, I have a Facebook group for um, sensory parenting. That group is private because um, parents are going to share personal information or questions about their child, and you yeah. don't want that to be public. Yeah. But my fun sensory play, my sensory play group is open um, because people share. Right. And I'm going to post something in there. And if I want to like, you know, create some, you know, shares and momentum and revive a post, then I'm going to share it in the group and then they're going to share, which increases your engagement, increases your reach. And then it's, you know, so it's a lot of work. Yeah. At first, when, you know, when I started this whole thing, I just had a page because Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. Because yeah. you can't have a group without a page. Right. Well, yeah, you I know yeah. you can, yeah. but it's best if you, you know, if it's best if they're linked together. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, in some ways, the group is easier because people can go in and search. Right. Which right. Most people yes. don't. <laughs> That's why so many people come in your group and ask the same questions twenty times because. That's just human nature. We're just built that way. We're just like, oh, I have this issue, you know, type it up. But you have that uh, availability, I guess, in the Mm -hmm. the group that people can come in and search by keywords and find on a page. You can't do that. So, I mean, do I feel like I focus a lot more on my page than what I do on my group just because I'm still in the growth phase. So I'm still growing my page which is then growing my group, um, right. which is 
you know, they go together. So do you need, do you actually need both? I would say if some, it depends on the brand and depends on what you're actually doing. Um, but I think that having a page, um, and the other thing too, is that you need a page to be able to do ads. Right. Yes. Yes. Which you might need like, you know, yes, my reach and my growth is for the most part, I'd say 95% organic. Yeah. Um, but you might, if you have products, like I've done ads for my products. So um, you need okay, a that makes sense. Yeah. So the Facebook, so I did it opposite because I didn't know, right. That this was going to, what was going to happen. So I had a group and then, I, and then I turned it into, you know, um, this whole community and I got a page, but yeah, for those of you that are looking to build a brand, or if you already have a brand and you don't have a Facebook page, I would highly encourage you. It doesn't take that long to create a Facebook page. You can link it to your website. You can run ads, like you said. Um, and then you can take those posts that you're sharing from your page and share them into your group, share them, you know, on Twitter or wherever. And then that way you can expand your page reach, which is then thus expanding the reach of your website, your products, brands, or services. Right. Yeah. Um, so what are some tips if you are, if I was a brand new person to Facebook or to brand building, what are like just some of the high level tips that you could share with us on growing an audience? And growing an audience. Um, well, obviously, I would. It depends. So, okay, here's the thing: is you have to evaluate your audience. Like, who are you targeting? Do they live on TikTok, you know, or do they live on Facebook? Is it more of an Instagram brand? Um, the other thing too that you need to consider is that what are you comfortable with? Yeah, because you can try and make, you know, you want to make it on TikTok, but you hate doing videos <laughs> right. all this editing and like, you know, and then you take the shot again. It takes a lot of time. Like I've done it a few times and I'm just like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> it's much easier for me to come up with a quote, to find like a cool activity, to take a, sh a shot of something um, and put it on Facebook. Yeah. And then I know how to make that work. Now, Instagram, you know, I'm also on Instagram because I felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. um, there was also something I was testing because, I mean, there's some talks that if you were sharing from Instagram to Facebook, that mm -hmm. your reach was higher on Facebook because yeah. Facebook likes that, blah, blah, blah. So I was testing that. But, like, honestly, I, I just don't understand Instagram. <laughs> like I do. But yeah. like, it's so much easier for me on Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I know how this works. I know how to make it work. It's boom, 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 done. I'm done. You know, on Instagram, it's reels. And again, it's videos. And then, it's, you know, and then you have to follow other people and comment on other people. And uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I just don't have the time. So my focus right now is really Facebook and Pinterest because of my audience. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, I mean, Pinterest is not really a social media, but that's what I mean. So yeah. it's more like a search engine, which is nice because I won't lie. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like whatever I put out to Instagram or Facebook, it gets lost mm. unless someone reshares. Right. You know, sometimes you'll see an older post where it's like reshared and, you know, keeps going from 2018, yeah. um, which is nice. But on Pinterest, people will actually search for stuff and you can find something from 2016 which is still good um and then for my audience i mean it's about sensory play so obviously pinterest is important um to yes. most people um yes. because they want to see and find stuff yes so i would say you know my advice would be really study a where is your audience and what are you comfortable doing and yes. what are you like I live on my phone. So almost everything that I do on my Facebook page is on my phone. Yeah. I like that I can just do boom, 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 do my stories, do this, take a shot. Like it's easy and it doesn't require a lot of time. Right. Because you don't have a lot of time. Yes. Um, so I think that's what you need to assess and then focus on one. Don't yeah. go, you can't be everywhere. You right. can't do everything to everyone. And that was hard for me because like my mentor who was like, you know, for the growing the audience, she was like, she was telling us like, you're not doing a blog. You're not doing anything. 
you're just focusing on your page. Wow. And I was just like, but but I want a blog. Right. <laughs> you know? um, so I didn't listen to her and I started a blog three months later because COVID hit in March. Right. Which was also an opportunity for my page. But and I was like, well, I need I need to, you know, have this somehow work. Right. Um, so I'm like, oh, I won't listen to her and I'll just do a blog. But knowing what I know now, I wasn't really active on the blog because it's a lot of work. Because you have to create, you know, but now it's like I'm trying to be, so if I create a content for my, let's say now I try to do, okay, so if I do uh, a blog, then I'm going to make sure that I have my images for Facebook. Right. And then I try to create a blog that I can do maybe like three to four posts from. And then, yeah, so if I can have different spins, like on, so I, I do like three to five images, and then I'll do the same for Pinterest. So I'm trying to be smart and like, okay, I'll create this one blog post, uh-huh. create these images, and mm-hmm. then I can reuse this blog post multiple times. Um, and that's also... Mm-hmm. Hmm? So on Pinterest, you're pointing straight to your website, right? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, yeah. So so because I'm learning, like, so, you know, I'm obviously a brand builder. Uh, so all of this is super interesting to me. So, but the takeaways are for sure, um, research which platform is the best fit for your niche and then focus on one. Like you said, I completely agree. It's hard to be everywhere. If you want to be everywhere, then hire someone to do those other platforms. Um, we just started getting better at Twitter because my VA is doing it. and now. We, I did the numbers this morning. We went from 7,700 impressions last month to 30,000 impressions this month, but I'm not doing it, right? So if you're a one-man show, uh, one-woman show, then just focus on one, which I completely agree with. Put your energy where it most counts, which platform, and then, of course, you're comfortable. How are you comfortable, right? So obviously, we are okay on camera, but not everybody. And like, if you do want to build TikTok, you don't have to be, you don't have to be the face. You can show the products. You can show how it's made, that kind of stuff. So I love all of that. Um, so thank you for that. And consistency. Do you right? want to answer questions now or later? Because I see I some popping up. I'm going to pull them over. Um, and consistency. So to that, you're focusing on one and you're staying consistent and keeping those those uh, the, the audience engaged. All right, cool, cool. Um, so where do you put the blog? on the page you're just sharing it from your website right yeah so what i'll do okay so something to consider is that whatever so first of all um you know you can put your site as the learn more button or whatever so that's the number one thing you should be doing then in the posts um whenever you put a link in a blog and in a facebook post the reach is going to go down because Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook and not leave. But I'll be honest, sometimes when I really nail a post and it has a link, it goes crazy anyways. Because right. as soon so on Facebook, you have about 10 minutes, I'd say, about 10 minutes to really get engagement. So if you post something and in the first five minutes, let's say on a page like mine, I get mm-hmm. 10 likes and five shares, it's probably going to take off. Facebook sees like, oh, people love this. Let's show it to more people. And that's that's really how you have to think, you know, when you're doing this. So going back to the blog, so I would post something, let it run without the link. Mm -hmm. And worst case, put the link in the first comment. Right, right, right. right. Comment the first, you know, and then put the link there. Then wait. Once it gets momentum, then add your link. (gasps) Then you edit the post and add your link. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. So, so then smart. it helps, you know, but you can test both and see what works best. Right. And so the other question is, do you post, do, do you blog on your website and post pieces to your group or page and then do the same platform number two? That's right. So not for everything. Cause I mean, I don't have a blog post for every post. Right. Like I post three right. to four times a day and I should be maybe posting five times a day sometimes. Right. So, I mean, I am also, you know, what I like to do with my page is I want to bring the best resources that I find 
you know, across yeah. platforms. So, you know, whether it's a TikTok video, whether it's another page that I share. Um, yeah. So there's my content and then I share other people's content to help them grow, bring them traffic. Um, people love that. And then, um, yeah. So when it's from a blog post, then yeah. So I would do a blog and then I put like a picture, um, you know, for that blog. And then I do a post about it, put the link. And then I do the same on platform number two, which for me is Pinterest. That's so smart. And then, so and then, and then, and then you have an email list. Oh yes. So then you will share this in your email list to, you know, so I'll share a tip with you. Okay. I, when I do a pin on Pinterest, I'm going to share that to my Pinterest because they're going to end. No, hold on. When I do a pin on Pinterest, I share mm -hmm. it to my email list because they're going to go on Pinterest, which brings traffic to Pinterest. And they're going to end up on my website anyways, because they're going to click. So I may gain a follower on Pinterest. Pinterest is seeing traffic coming to the pin. So they love that because I'm bringing mm -hmm. traffic to them. Right. And then it increases, so it it could jumpstart a pin. So I've done that on Facebook too. So I sometimes will trick the system and send people to Pinterest first, drive a lot of traffic at once. They get to my website anyways. And then, you know, Pinterest might show my pin to more people. And then it- How much sense. That yeah. makes so much sense. I love that we're meeting because like we are also building print. So right, like, so you said focus on one. So my focus, Jessica's focus is Facebook. I also like to do TikTok because I like it. But then like my VA, she's helping us build out Twitter, build out Instagram and build out Pinterest. So all of this is amazing. Like <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. But then you can get the shiny object. And, and if you it. want to really boost Pinterest, I mean, you could even do a post share your pin like again like you do a post a facebook post you share that pin and then if you want you could even put five dollars a day yeah do an ad and then you really because you can get a lot of momentum on pinterest yeah um and i've been testing like the pinterest which was stories and now it's ideas they've yeah, changed ideas. it yeah. um so i've been testing that too and that's been working well to get followers i find all right. So one of the other questions is, should your group be private or public? And I think you did touch on this. It depends on the intent of the group, right? right. So it's, it's private information. Um, you know, people are sharing stuff or I, I would, I would, I would put it as private because then people might, if it's public, people might not share as much. Um, although a lot of people sometimes don't realize when a group is public or private, I've seen it myself. Um, so it depends, but a group like mine, then public makes sense because there's no private information in there. It's just people sharing activities and going in there basically just to be inspired. Yeah. And so for our groups, they're private because you guys are sharing um, e-commerce business information, not specific, specific, like we reserve that for like coaching sessions, but nobody needs to know if they're not interested, like your followers, your friends don't need to know that you're building an Etsy shop, like, right. You know, so yeah. it really does depend on the intent of the group. Um, and uh, just just to see, you could always look at other groups that are doing the same or similar, your competitive groups, and see if those are private or public to kind of make that discernment. Um, okay, so is it okay to share other posts on your Facebook group or page? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a way for you to to create um, like a, an ecosystem, basically. So if you have pages that you follow, and you share their stuff, then Facebook might show your page to their followers and say, oh, you know, here's something you might like. Like we've all had suggestions from Facebook where they're like, well, since you follow this page, you might be interested in this page. And if you do that, then that can increase like Facebook's whatever algorithm right. to show your page um, because you've interacted a lot with that page and it's in a similar niche. Um, right. So that can really be beneficial. Always, always, always. Um, like sometimes you'll find something and there's no link or 
I've, yeah. I've seen stuff in a Facebook group where a mom actually took a post, shared it, and I thought it was amazing. Sometimes I'm gonna go and Google, search that that image to try and find the source, but sometimes right. you can find it. Um, so sometimes I will share that, but then I'll say source unknown, like it's yeah. not mine. I'm not, right. I don't claim things as mine. Um, and if I do share something, there's always a link back to the blog. Let's say I found, um, you know, let's say I found a really good article. Well, I mean, or a post or something that was really informative that I'm going to share it and then share back that blog post. And then that person might get a lot of traffic, which is right. great. Yeah. So um, we do the same. And what what I thought what I thought was easy was on my phone, right? I can log in as Jessica Hill and Gabriella Lilly, e-commerce empowerment coaches. And then I can go follow 10 pages that I would be interested in sharing their content, right? So motivation, inspiration, business, that kind of stuff. So if you have motivational um, life coaches or authors or um, whatever your niche is, and then it's easy because when you like you can toggle from the page to your profile, like just right on your phone. So yes. if I'm in my page on my phone and then I just scroll through the feed and I see that Tony Robbins shared something amazing, I can literally share it yes. from his page. That's, that's, um, it's easy. It's an easy way. And like when you're thinking about those three to five posts per day, so Chantal and I are, are, are building brands, right? So if you, it's your first day, don't feel overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, they're sharing three to five things per day. No, share you're not. One, yeah, share one thing per day or just create some kind of calendar where you're consistently sharing. Um, you know, tips, tricks, guides, posts, motivation, positivity, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And then once you get well-versed in it, then you'll be like, oh, this is easy. I can scroll through my feed and I can share one thing a couple times a day. And then boom, now I'm going to create something that's specific to my website, my blog, my brand, whatever it is. So yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, yeah. something else. So I just want to say something. I won't be able to show it, but yes, it's exactly that. Scratch my back and I'll, you know, it, it and that's how it should be. Um, because you know, the, this is, it, it, it just works. Um, and then you'll see a lot of bloggers, like mostly in my space do this, they will share each other's work and you get to know, like I have, I am now friends with, you know, people that have huge pages, um, just because you're in the same ecosystem, you're in the same niche and, um, we're not really competition because, you know, we're just, so, but something that you might, since you brought that up, um, you can't have that on your phone, but on a desktop, if you go in your insights, so your page insights, you can follow pages on there. And then you pick the pages you want to follow. So let's say, so there, there was one page in particular that I was a fan of, and she was growing insane insane numbers. Um, and I was like, how is she doing this? Wow. <laughs> so, and that's something too that you should do. If you see a page that is doing well, really study what they're doing yeah. because there's some, there's a reason, you know, there's a reason that it, they're growing well. And usually it's because they've nailed their messaging. Um, they know their audience. They know what makes them tick. Um, so what you want to do is really create content that people want to share, like, and comment. Yeah. Um, they don't want to be sold to. They, they, you know, and, and that's what's hard sometimes with Facebook is that, you know, you can't be constantly selling. You can't make it about you. It's about them. Right. It's always about them. Um, and you have to understand, like, what makes people want to share stuff. So when you go in your insights and you're following these pages, you can actually click and they'll show you the most popular posts of that page for that week. So then you can easily share from there. And then oh, all your part. Yeah. And then you can see their growth and you can see their engagement. So some pages that I follow are similar to mine where they're smaller, but their engagement is through the roof. Right. Um, so you know that you should study them because they're doing something right. Then you look at other pages and you see the engagement is lower. Um, or even lower than, you know, their actual followers, then you're just like, okay, well, this page, I mean, they still might have good content, right? But they're not engaging their audience as much. Got it. So, 
Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So where is insights? So if you are on your Facebook page on your desktop, on your laptop, um, you can click in the settings and like it's in the back end. So, you know, you have your, your front end where you're posting. You can share. Um, it should be um, on the, like underneath our faces, there's a little uh, desktop. It says share screen. So if, if you find it, then we can share yep. it. But um, you're going to be, so when you're looking to build a Facebook page, I'll just talk through it a little bit. Um, you're going to have different analytics. So at first you might be just like, okay, I'm going to share, share, share. But then as you dive deep into your Facebook page or any social media, there are, uh, you can click on analytics or insights, something on the back end of that app or website. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready? Because I can share it. Whenever so this you is my page. Do you see it? I have it shared. Yep. Okay. So, oh, I'm not sure. Restream is just it's refreshing. That's okay. I don't Hold on. Sure. You're good. Um, so this is the back end of your Facebook page, of her Facebook page. Do you yeah. want me to share it until you're ready? No, you're good. Yeah. yeah. So this is yeah, this is my page on Facebook. And then mm -hmm. on the left side here, you'll scroll down and then you'll see insights. So if I click on that, then you will see the insight of your own page, which is loading right now. Yep. And, and then, then you will also see, um, you'll also see the list of pages that I'm actually following. So like this is for the last seven days. So this is my story reach, which is pretty awesome. I love stories. Um, and this is my post reach for the week. And then wow. engagement. Wow. 100,000 people per day, people. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are my posts. So it shows you, um, like, this is also important to see. Because if you see that one is doing really well, well, mm -hmm. or has like a high engagement or you know then you might want to study that post and see like okay how can I make more of these mm -hmm. um, and then pages to watch so these are some of the pages that I follow um, and then I mean I have a lot of them so yeah. you just add them here so you have a, a thing here that says add pages so you just add all the pages that you think are in your niche or a similar niche and that's that. And then it tells you, like, look at this page. This this lady is insane. Um, it, you know, it has, okay, it's 3.5 million people, but look at the engagement. Right. 6.1 million. Right? Um, so <laughs> it's insane. So we're always, um, you know, she's not comparing herself to them, but she's aspiring no. to have the same. So, you know, um, never compare your beginning with someone else's, else's middle. I always have to say that because... Um, this is where we want to be. And then doing that due diligence and studying what those pages that have similar, similar niche um, or similar content um, helps you grow as uh, your, it's, she's basically data mining from other and seeing what works and seeing what people are really engaging with. So I and love it. makes me feel, you know, when you look at my page here, so this is me. So I have 52,000 likes. Um, and then my reach is like almost 500,000 for, I don't know what it is exactly. Oh, that's my engagement for this week. But then I, you look at bigger pages, like 10 times my size mm -hmm. and their engagement is super low. Um, so then that makes me feel good because I'm right. like, I'm doing something right. Um, but then you also, if you were here, you'd be like, okay, well, this is kind of normal, right? If you look normal. at, you know, you know, it's just, but then I'll show you what I meant with, so if you click, then this shows up and it's going to tell me their week's top posts. So these are, the first one is always the most popular one. So look, they got like a thousand shares. So I know that this is something they love. Now, this doesn't mean it's going to do well with my page right? because right. my audience might not like this. Oh, this one. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this one, I know this one would do well. So I could share this. This like one, that's so cute. So yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, mothers of preschoolers or toddlers, yeah, we get it, right. So what she's doing is she's she's showing her niche, and she is then um, looking at her competition. 
just like we do when we're selling on Amazon or Etsy or Mercari or whatever, we're looking up what the competitors are doing. And then she's leveraging that knowledge and growing her brand. I love it. I didn't know I was going to learn so much. And I've been <laughs> on Facebook for what, 12 years? I didn't know those things. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay. Um, okay. So with the posts, with the blogs and with the Pinterest, when you're writing, um, I already know your answer, but I need everybody else to know. Um, do you think that SEO plays a part in the um, engagement in the how people are seeing? So, I mean, I'm, I love SEO. SEO yeah. is my jam. It's, I was doing that for clients when I was in business. I still do it now. I love, I love, love, love to craft stuff and then start ranking. Um, I didn't, I mean, I'm ranking right now for a hot keyword, um, on Google and I'm excited about that. Um, and it's always, it's just so fun, but yes. So on Facebook, SEO doesn't really matter. But what does matter on Facebook is like, um, it's all about image, really. It's all about the image and the engagement. That's that's really all it is. But what where the SEO matters in Facebook is going to be the title of your group or the title of your page. Wow. So, you know, Fun Sensory Play wasn't built to be a brand. I wanted it to be just a general interest page. And then I just created a blog and then boom, well, it kind of became a brand, which right. is fine. Right. Um, but, you know, I always tell people like, try to build more of an interest page than a brand page. Um, it just has a better, people love right. to join those pages because it's just, it, they're not being sold to by brand ABC. Right. Um, right. So mine, mine is a brand, but it doesn't feel like a brand to people because it's called Fun Sense Replay. Right. Um, right. But if I was called something else, like uh, I don't know what exactly, but right. it, it might feel like I was more of a business trying to sell someone something. Right. Um, SEO on Pinterest, hands down. I mean, it is super important because again, it's a search engine. Um, blog post, hell yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're getting I mean, up Google Analytics, which I'm yeah. learning as well. Yeah. And I mean, SEO, so I kind of do a, a stupid SEO method. Like I don't go, I mean, you can go all in, you can do a lot of stuff. Uh, don't go out and pay 5,000 bucks for someone to do your SEO. Like they're, anyways, they're taking your money yeah. and running with it. Um, I mean, you might get, get results, but you would still get the same results by paying right. less. Yeah. Um, so it's really a matter of just understanding that you're the title of your blog is the most important part. Um, and then your URL, whatever you use in there. Um, and then the first like five to 10 words of your initial blog post should have the more most important keywords in there. Um, don't keyword stuff. Right. And then obviously, if you're using Yoast or whatever, then make sure that all your keywords are filled in. Again, don't keyword stuff, but also make sure the keywords are there. And also go, I mean, I have methods where I might go for a synonym of something. I might mm -hmm. not get the same. Anyways, I, we can do a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're, she's very well versed. So if you're looking for someone to help guide you in SEO, you can book a call with Chantal. She's one of our e-commerce empowerment coaches. Um, okay, so I see that you've built an audience, but you've also now built several product types. Um, so you have physical and you have digital. So um, I guess my question is, tell me more about the products and then how you decided to do um, the various types of products so at the beginning um it started with my sensory paths so basically it's stickers that you put on the um on the floor and my daughter had had uh, gross motor skills um delays i guess you can call them and i was trying to find that because i was like well you know she really loves like letters and numbers if i could find some um i might you know we might be able to teach her how to run and stuff. And then she has something that she likes at the same time. Um, and they were so expensive. So I designed my own 
tested it with a few different manufacturers and then found the right one. And then I started selling them. So that was my first product. Um, but I think COVID didn't help me because right. a lot of the schools, um, I think their budget went into like PPE and yeah. so much stuff. And a lot of them, you know, shut down, open, shut down. Like it was chaos for them. So it was probably not my best year. Um, right. I'm hoping, you know, I mean, I've done, I mean, you know, I've done amazing anyways, right. Right. but I could have done way better if it wasn't for COVID for that. Um, and then I guess that I, I obviously I sell on Amazon. I, I still sell on Amazon a little bit and I was selling a lot of fidgets. And before Christmas, well, I had some overstock and I said, you know what? I'm just going to put a box together of a mystery box, just put it on and just liquidate what I have. Well, it took off right, <laughs> a lot right. more. Um, I mean, I sold almost 20 grand in a few weeks and uh, I was left scrambling with my suppliers because I was like, okay, well, this is working. So I'm going to sell it for Christmas. Right. And then I just kept going because I wasn't sure. And then January, the sales kept coming in. I was like, okay, well, I'll keep making boxes, right? Um, but I can tell you one thing. Um, life can get really stressful when you run around with a tape gun. <laughs> yes. And, label, um, and answer like questions and where's my package and then they lost the package and then it was really crazy with Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sell, you know, I ship a lot to the U.S., so USPS wasn't that great, and there was a lot of delays. Um, so anyways, all that to say that um, Amazon FBA is lovely for this because yeah. we don't get to deal with all of that. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that uh, my you know career uh, aspiration was to run around with a tape gun, and I'm not sure if, you know, where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's but an also, Yeah, and you also have KDP. And that's right. cool too. That's cool because you develop it and then you typically will buy one right before you kind of like launch it and make sure it's lined up because you showed me and we have them as well. We have your um, your toddler books and then and they're bilingual, too. So there's yeah. like a lot of different um, aspects that you're building in order to enable that multi income stream from the whole uh, sensory play brand basically yeah. um so i like because that the books, the books would have been like kdp is amazing i mean yeah. um no like a lot of people say well they take a big chunk maybe yeah. but i mean have you ever tried to publish a book right, <laughs> right. Like, and, you know it, it, and the volume that you get from amazon i mean it's really hard to beat that and not right. only that but i'm selling you know, across the world. Right. So right now my books do, you know, really good, mostly in Canada um, for some reason. And then the US, it's starting slowly in the UK. But I mean, I have a big market that's available out there. Right. Um, but, you know, if I didn't have my audience, right, I don't think I would have done as well. Because yes. publishing a book for kids it's a super competitive niche. Lots, um, lots of you have you have publishers that have a lot of money, so they will pay for ads. Um, I saw a publisher yesterday. I'm like, oh, this is a new book, and I was like, oh, it's them. <laughs> and <laughs> they have a ton of books which are super successful, um, but they have the money for the advertising, so they have no problems ranking. Plus, they have the audience that want to buy all their books. Wow. So if you don't have an audience, I don't know if I would say like, yeah, do a kid's book. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. But if you niche down, then you might be able to get some sales anyways, if you're niching. I'm so excited. Um, okay. Cause we, we yes. Um, so we have another, Maureen is asking one big caveat is don't start a group. If you can't devote time to it, bring in moderators to help you. Um, what tactics do you use to increase engagement in your community? So that is very true. I mean, I'm not there yet where my group is that crazy. Um, I also don't devote all my time to like my group. So the best way to um, create engagement is to ask them questions. So we call them like conversation starters, which is basically you're going to ask them a question like, would you prefer A or B? And then usually people go crazy over that because they like, 
answering questions and it doesn't require a lot of brain power at eight yeah. o'clock at night. You can just right. do A or B. Um, so that would be probably my, my, you know, my first recommendation is to do posts where you can do engagement like that. Right. And I agree 100%. Um, asking questions, um, getting, taking polls and um, just staying. And so for me, I'm seeing, um, depending on what your group does, right? So our group, uh, those of you that are in it know that when you enter the group, you have to answer a series of questions. And so we're looking at those questions. What are the top three struggles of your e-commerce, um, e-commerce journey, right? And that's easy. Now you can just simply ask the same questions or answer the question, right? Because that's what your uh, community wants. So you can literally ask your community what they want more of. Are you interested in learning about this? That kind of stuff. Um, and then also look at what your competitors, join other groups, see what they're doing, see what posts that are getting good engagement um, in your niche, in whatever niche that you're going to grow and build. And then, but I do agree with Maureen, it depends on the group with the moderation, right? So I have several moderators for our group, um, but that will be niche dependent, especially when, uh, depending on like the spam management, right? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, absolutely. And even when I started my group, before we even had one person, you know, um, I had someone that was gonna be willing to help me with that. So um, just getting people on board and like how, you can benefit others um, in the niche, right? If you're supporting each other through, um, you know, parenting or whatever your niche may be, so you can you can you can collaborate with other community managers. Um, so, yep, I think I've I've gotten through all of my questions because my last question was on KDP, and we already touched on that because I'm really excited about KDP. We're going to be publishing our first book, and I love that you have your books that have um, tied into your niche really well. And then the whole thing about it is when you publish a book, it, it brings that, um, like she knows what she's talking about, right? So um, I love that you have that for your followers and of course for my daughter, right? Um, so if you want to connect with Chantal, she is in our groups, e-commerce empowerment and e-commerce women selling on Amazon, Etsy, Shopify, and beyond. Um, she has her own website, funsensoryplay.com. Um, you can check out her awesome stuff there. Of course, you can follow her page. Um, so with that, did you have anything else? I think well, I just want to say like for um, for all the content that you create, so you are able in uh, Facebook to actually download all your posts. So I would suggest that you guys download your post every month in an, ex that's what I do anyways. And then I have them by month. So I have my month of May, my month of June, my month. So I now recycle posts from last year. So if I know that in June, I probably shared something about, I don't know, outdoor play, uh, barbecues, whatever. Um, then I go back and I, it tells you your engagement. It tells you which posts. So you, you can, you can also do that where you can remove the ones that aren't, that didn't do good and right. just keep the good ones. And then you just recycle. So another thing to consider as well as your conversation starters, if they do well and you see that people react, comment, whatever, then you want to save them and then you can reuse them because people, they don't remember from a month to about two months yeah, in between. Right. So, right. and not everyone will see your posts. Right. So right. you can recycle your content. So you're not always on the, you know, how, how do I create this? What do I post? Um, so sometimes you can just go back. So, you know, my first year was hard because I had to create my content. Right. But now I still create content, but I can go back and see like, oh, you know, this quote did really well. The image sucks. I'm just going to change the image. I'm going to make it nicer and I'm going to repost and it's going to do good. That's such a good idea because like you said, um, you know, depending on your, you have 70,000 likes, you could have another 8,000 likes in the next month or two, you know? So it's yeah. like all those people didn't see that post from last January. So revive it. Um, that's definitely, that's definitely what repurposing, repurposing, yeah. recycling. Right. Um, so that's a really good point. And then, um, I had a question, but now of course I forgot. <laughs> oh, um, 
<laughs> the conversation starters and then yeah and then i i've never downloaded my stuff uh from the facebook well page. that's good i mean you could download it and then you'll you'd probably be you you know i try and i say i try because i'm not really good at this um because life happens and i'm yeah. juggling multiple things at once and it's something that i'm trying to streamline a little more so yeah. when we talk about you know income streams um i'm trying to go more like to build more of my kdp which mm -hmm. is it's you know, semi-passive. And then I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm now on Teachers Pay Teachers. And yeah. I just made my first sale last night, which is pretty Yay, exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, and I barely have anything on there. Um, but that's like kind of my focus because again, I'm doing this. My why is my daughter. So she's starting school and I don't know how it's going to go. Is she going to be able to go half days? Is she, is she going to be able to go full days? Right. I don't know. So I'm trying to build a life where I will have flexibility in caring for her. And I won't freak out if I can't tape gun all day. Right. So. <laughs> right. I hear you. Yeah. Um, my so. other question was, um, are you using a scheduler? Are you using like any kind of uh, social media? No. Okay. No, just a Facebook one. So that's what I was getting at is I'm trying to be good in scheduling my content at least a few weeks out. Yes. Um, and then, or at least have a few posts that are scheduled so that my page isn't blank. Like if you look at today on my page, I don't have a post because I forgot. Yeah. But I have two that are scheduled for later today. But like my intention was to do a fresh one this morning and life happened and right. uh, there's no post, but it's okay. Um, but I mean, it, it, I use the Facebook scheduler. I would not advise on using a third party okay. because Facebook doesn't like that. Um, Instagram, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I know Pinterest, you can use Tailwind. Um, I don't really... You know, honestly, I don't know how I'm getting that much traffic on Pinterest because yeah. I'm not really <laughs> using the strategies that everyone's doing. Well, I think it's the niche. The niche is a great niche, right? And then I think yeah. using using you know my my email list and then sending right. them there and then my groups and right. then I put it in my stories. That's also working really well. Yeah. Um, right. And like I've been testing. So the other stream that I'm doing too is like affiliate sales. So. I've been testing that too. And I'm, it's been doing well too in stories. So, you know, it's, it's like building multiple different, but that can get really overwhelming Yes, um, because you're trying, you're, you, you know, it's not like one thing when I was selling on Amazon FBA only, that was my focus. I was focused and that was all I was doing. Um, but I quickly saw that, you know, I'm basically working. I have nothing. I felt that if I was building an Amazon FBA business, I, I have nothing. Right. I don't have an email list. I don't have, and I wanted more. And building an audience, I think, like I'm working on two other audiences right now that I'm not really sharing. Yeah. Um, but it's because I have pages right now that are growing without mm -hmm. me doing anything on them. That's amazing. That's amazing because it's a niche that I know it's hot. So now my fun is trying to find, create pages, get them started, and then they grow on their own. And I'm just like, well, maybe I should do something with this. <laughs> it's like when they bought all those domain names and then people would yeah. buy them. Oh my gosh, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, your insight, your wisdom. Um, if you want to get a hold of Chantal, you know, she's in the groups and she's yeah. on our, she's one of our e-commerce empowerment coaches. I'll, I'll post all of her information down below or, or in the YouTube. Um, so thank you, Chantal, for meeting with us thank today. You. It's always fun to see you. Yes, you too. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye.